And uh, by the grace of God, help you and help me to understand uh, things. I, these days, as you go as a Christian, you grow. <laughs> Sorry, the pastor's growing. Yes, I have a lot of growing to, to do. But I'm experiencing God. Um, don't talk much about it. And having uh, more understanding of who this God is. I am so excited that I'm a part of his kingdom. I'm so excited that God is. I can see him. And when we were worshiping God this morning, all I could do, I can see him. I can see him. I, I can feel him. I can, he's here. He's here with us. God is so real. He's so real. If you don't know him, you really need to take time out from everything that's holding your life back and devote some time to get to know this God who created you. One day you are going to be with him. You are going to see him face to face. This is the time to get yourself ready to be in his presence. And you do whatever it takes. Don't let the things of this world carry you away. And that's Satan's tactics. He wants you to fill your life with issues that are important to man. But to the exclusion of the real issue. Where you're going. I think uh, somebody already mentioned this morning... 70 years in Sunday school, I believe. 70 years, just 70 years. It's, it's just like a cup of water, a cup of coffee that you are pouring into the ocean. The ocean. If you've been over the ocean, he's so huge. And your life is so little. And yet, God sees you to be so special. You may not know it, but that's the way he sees you. He wants to have a part in your life while you're here. He wants to have, enjoy you while you're here before you see him face to face. Give him some room. Give him some time. Get to know him a little better here. So when you see him, you recognize him when you get there. Give him some room. Don't get your life so involved, so uh, busy that you have no room for your God. You just have a few years here. Think, think about eternity. So important. Father God, I thank you. Speak to your people today and help us to understand what truly matters. What truly matters. So that we can pursue after our God. In Jesus name. Amen. Uh, today I want to talk about God's love plan unveiled. God's love plan unveiled. And I'm going to take my time just talking to you as if you're teaching be sharing with you from the word of God how important you are to the Lord. You're so, so important. Don't throw this important being away 
from him. You are that important to him. So important. You know, Christmas is the unveiling of God's love plan. He was just unveiling his plan, which he had from the foundations of the world. The saddest day in the history of creation, the saddest day in the history of creation was the day Adam sinned. That was our hugely sad day. I know you don't understand it, but and I don't, but for the God of the crea- of our creation, of this creation, that was a hugely sad day. And I will share some scriptures with you on that. God was really, really sad on that particular day. Because on that day, a member of his family died. You know how it feels when you really love somebody, a member of your family, and you've been having so much fun with them, and then all of a sudden, they're not there anymore. When God appeared on the garden, in the garden, after Adam sinned, Adam was hiding. His cry was, Adam, where are you? You read that in scripture? That was his cry. Where are you, Adam? Where are you? And for some of us, I just hope God is not still searching for you and saying your name, John, whatever you are, whatever your, your name is, where are you? I need you. I come down to be with you. Eternal God coming down to a man to spend time with you. He needs you as much as you need him. And when God came for Adam on that day, he didn't find Adam in the usual place. He, he was sad. He knew what had happened because Adam was supposed to be where they met. And he wasn't there for the first time. And God was saying, Adam, where are you? Hopefully, God is not crying out to you because of the way you're living your life. Searching for you. Wanting to be with you. But you're so far gone. And you're trying to help yourself with leaves. Leaves just to cover yourself. God, on that day, reached out even though Adam has sinned. He reached out to Adam. He reached out to him. He wanted him back. He couldn't do everything he could. The best God could do because he wasn't human. He couldn't help Adam all the way and bring him back to his former estate where he was. He couldn't. The best thing he could do was an animal. He took an animal, killed the animal, We don't know if the animal skin was dry. I believe it wasn't. Placed it on Adam to help him. Maybe we can talk a little bit. 
but things have changed, right? And for some of us, we haven't made that right. You can make it right. Go back to the place where you were with God and enjoy fellowship with God. That means enjoying everything he's created on the earth for you. He created all for you. You see, man never reaches out to God. People don't. If you find yourself reaching out to God, it's because God has already reached out to you. That's why you come now. Adam was running away from God. And many are running from God still. They know they need to get their lives right. They know they're not living right. They know their family is suffering because of their actions. They know what they're doing, but they feel helpless. But instead of running to God, they still run from church. They don't want to sit in the same seat with the preacher on the plane. Makes them uncomfortable. They're still running. Man in his nature, sinful nature, never reaches out to God. He doesn't want to go near God. But God is the one that's always reaching out. If you find yourself reaching out to God, you know what's happened? That's because God has already reached out to you first. He's reached out to you. That's why Jesus said, no man comes to me except my father draws him. So if you're sitting right there this morning and you're thinking to yourself, I need to get right. You know what's happening? God has been reaching out to you. He's been saying, I want you back. I want your life fulfilled. You're not enjoying everything that I created you to enjoy in life. You're going your own way. You're going astray. You need to come back home to your father. The one who created you. How can you enjoy life without the presence of the creator who's created everything and can unveil everything that you can enjoy on the earth? You need him and I need him. You see, God had a plan from day one, from eternity. And let me read this scripture to you in in Genesis chapter 3. Verse 14 and 15. So the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Now, notice something. Sin is a real deadly thing. When God created the world, everything that he created, he blessed. you remember? He blessed the cattle. He blessed all of his creation. And he blessed Adam. But here he is speaking to the serpent... And he's telling the serpent, you are cursed more than every cattle of the field. Guess what's happened to the cattle in the field? They've been cursed also. Right? 
let's read it again. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are caused more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. So just because of Adam's sin, everything got cursed. Everything got cursed. It's just the serpent is more cursed than everything else. I'd like to stay on this a little bit just to bring out something so you can see. The serpent was just a beast among other beasts there. But this beast gave access to the enemy for the enemy to use. And he got cursed for it. What does that mean in our time? If you are an accessory to somebody's sin, you're going to pay the price as well. You're going to get cursed yourself. If your actions curses somebody to turn away from God, God will curse them, but you're going to get it yourself. So watch how you live. Watch what you do. And pray that whatever you're doing doesn't affect somebody else. And pray that whatever you say is not affecting other lives. That's why you need to watch what you say. Because what you're saying could hurt somebody. If you turn them, turn them away from God, and they turn around and they sin against God because of your action or because of what you said, guess what's going to... You're going to pay for it. The serpent, it was just an animal, right? But God cursed it. God cursed it. And because of the sin that he cursed, every other animal was cursed. So watch. The opposite is the case. If your life causes others to want to serve God, guess what? You are blessed above all of them. Yes. If your life is so filled with God and you love God and others can sit and they say, I want to be just like that lady there. I know they love God. How are you doing this lady? Please help me. And God touches your lives. They'll be blessed. But you, whom God used, you are blessed above the rest of them. Amen? That should really make us want to do something. But look at this. Satan is so cursed. He wanted to be so high. Remember? He wanted to be so high. Sometimes sin deceives us to think if we go this way, we'll be better. We'll enjoy life better. We'll be higher. Some way we'll be getting along. You're doing something in your office that you shouldn't be doing. You think, well, I'm getting it. He's, he's good. Or you oppress people to get along, get ahead. And you think it's okay because all your goal is, is to be above. But when it's over. Because you are seeking to exalt yourself and you're not doing it the right way through God. When God comes through, you'll be eating dust. You're going down. It's dust. Satan wanted to be up, but God says, from now on, you eat dust for the rest of your life. 
And then God put enmity between him, Satan, and the woman. Understand this, you know, sometimes among Christians, I have talked to you this morning, okay? If you stay with somebody and you're doing evil, saying evil and planning evil, guess what's going to happen when, when God comes through? There's going to be enmity between two of you. Right? You're doing it, you're planning it, you're talking about it, maybe talking about somebody and doing, and doing whatever you're doing. God knows the heart of what's going on. But when he's through, there's going to be enmity between you and the one that you're calling friend because the whole root of the problem, what you're doing, is evil. Only the one who has a good heart before God that God will separate and leave the other person and you're going down. But there was going to be enmity between them. In a short, before that time, just a few moments back, Satan had the woman, right? They were together in this thing. She wanted to be like God, right? That's what, what the enemy would deceive us to do. That's what she wanted. But God decided, I'm going to put enmity between you and this woman and a seed and your seed. Now, spiritually, what we're talking about here, the seed is Jesus. Amen? And Satan's seed... They said and have a son and a grandson. Have you thought about that? What's the seed of the serpent? Sin, sickness, disease, lack, want. They are all from the same family. Amen. But not us. Jesus came. As the seed of the woman to destroy the seed of the devil. Sin, sickness, disease, pain. That's why Jesus said, I came that you might have life. And you, you might have it more abundantly. You know why I'm speaking this? Because the word of God his spirit and his life. And as you listen to me, as you agree with what I'm saying, guess what's happening? There is a transformation going on in your heart. It begins there. I'd like you to be in church on Sunday now because I'm talking about that more. There is a transformation going on in your heart. And by and by, it's going to be revealed to the world. Amen? It's going to be revealed. No doubt about it. So God's plan to bring his son into the world. What's in the secret? I'm amazed that the people of the world don't know that Jesus is the son of God come into the world to deliver us from the hands of our enemies. To destroy these things that would destroy our lives, our children's lives, our finances, our hope. Because God created us in his image. We are his family members. Yes, part of his family. He was jealous. He's got to have his family member back. Amen. 
I'll do anything to get my family member back. Now, you know what it is, right? If you lose a family member, I mean, I, I, I see these things on TV where people have lost a family member. They don't know whether the family member is alive. You know what I mean? Or dead. And they go to sleep. I said to myself, I don't know if I can go to sleep. Huh? I can't go to sleep. How do what if I takes? And if a chance this family member is still alive, I'll do whatever. And if you're the one holding it, I might lose my Christianity. You might not live. Now, Kevin. <laughs> As I try to get my, my son or my daughter back. That's what happened. Satan got God's family member. And made the God's family member his own. And not only that, but a slave to him. And God says, I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. I'm going to get him back. I have a plan. I have a plan. The seed of the woman. And that's what God did. It wasn't a secret. They knew it. The angels knew it. Amen. The prophets knew it. And the Bible says angels knew this so much they wanted to be a part of this thing. This is, this is wonderful. Uh, what's God doing for these humans on earth? Hey, this is amazing. He said, the first Peter tells us the angels want to look into this thing. They were part of it. Angel Gabriel going back and forth for this great happening. Christmas, they were excited, but they couldn't be a part of it. We are part of it. Amen. That's why I'm so grateful to God that I'm a member of his family. He did everything he could just to get me back to his family. Who can touch me when God is my daddy? He'll slap you real good, amen. God God is my father. And Jesus made that happen. He came to the world. He came to the world. You know, like I said, it's so amazing that the world doesn't know. We need to tell them. We need to tell them. They don't know. We need to tell them. It was an amazing thing. The patriarchs, Abraham, they all knew. I don't know how they knew, but they knew Jesus was coming. Isn't that amazing? They knew he was coming. And he was coming for you and I. He was coming for us. That's something special. The, the prophets knew they were not given the right to see him. That's why Jesus told the people, he said to his disciples, he said, blessed are your eyes. Blessed are your ears. That you, in my time, you are able to hear the things that you're hearing. And to see the things that you've seen. He says, many great men of old, prophets of old, they wanted just to see what you are experiencing. And look at the way we're handling ourselves. Wonderful. You're special to him. Don't insult God by saying you're, you're nothing in this world. 
Don't insult God. No matter what's happening in your life, the only reason it's happening is you have not hooked up with the one who could reveal his glory, his love, his mercy, his goodness. Unleash it on your life. How long will it take God to transform a person's life if he really wants to do it? Good question, right? Is it going to take him five years? If he really wants to do it, he can transform your life overnight. So it doesn't matter how bad your life has been, the way you see it. Well, hook up with him and see what he'll do with you. In a year, people will marvel. Jesus said, it's the Lord's doing. And it's marvelous in our sight. It's your life. It's his doing. It's marvelous. The patriarchs knew about this. I was reading and I saw in uh, Genesis chapter 49, Jacob was blessing his children. He was blessing them. And then praise came up to be blessed. His name is Judah. Yeah. That's another message here. <laughs> praise, praise came up to be blessed. And this is what Jacob said to, to praise as he was blessing his son, Judah. He said, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. And to him shall be the obedience of the people. You know, all the people, the Tamud, all of that, the, the people of hold, they all know when Jacob used the word shallow, he was referring to the Messiah, to Jesus. So Jacob knew he was coming. He said to, to Judah, David was going to, he didn't know about David, but he knew. David was going to be from you, Judah, great king. Solomon who's going to be from you and he's going to continue that way until Shiloh comes. You know, the word, the meaning of the word Shiloh means the quiet one, the peaceable one, the prosperous one. He says, the scepter shall not be out of your, the house of Judah until the peaceable one, the prince of peace comes. The one that's going to bring peace into your life. The one that's going to bring you back to your father, to your former estate. The one that's going to lift you up. He said to Judah, that scepter will not leave your house until Shiloh arrives. And thank God, Shiloh is here. Shiloh is here. Your life can never be the same. If you let Shiloh, he is the king. When Shiloh brings you back into his family, you become a member of the king's family. The scepter will not depart from Judah until Shiloh comes. And Shiloh, when he comes, he's going to give birth to so many children. And they're all princes and princesses in the house of God. Act like one. Amen. How can Shiloh be in my life and the devil is still harassing me and making me a slave? 
wake up people. My brothers and sisters, have confidence in life because of Shiloh. Have confidence because of him. Amen? He loves us. And then not just him, but David also. Amen? David said this in, in Psalm 2. Real precious scripture here. He says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoicing and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way. When, he, when his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. Kiss the son. You know what that means? Even David knew that the son of God was coming. Amen. He knew Shiloh was coming. Jacob didn't know he was going to be the son. But David knew. He said to kiss the son, lest he be angry with you. Just for a moment. You know what it means to kiss the son? Welcome him. Embrace him. You know how people, you know, Middle Easterners, they hug each other, they kiss on this part. Don't kiss him with Judas's kiss. Amen. Kiss the son. Embrace him. Welcome him into your life. And you don't have to suffer. There's a sign that you trust him. Amen. And he says, blessed are all those who put their trust in him. So he knew. But Solomon picked that up. And Solomon tells us in Proverbs chapter 30. Verse 4, he says, who has ascended into heaven or descended? <coughs> Excuse me. Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? There's no one that can do that except God, right? Only God can set. If you read Proverbs chapter 8, God is the one that says, you see, ocean, this is your place. You don't get on the land. That's God. Only God, Proverbs chapter 8, tells us that. He's telling us. Who has ascended into heaven? You know who. Who and or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his face? Who has, who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established the ends of the earth? Then he asked this question. What is his name? And what is his son's name? If you can tell. If you know it. You see, at that time, his name had not been revealed. His name had not been revealed to the world. Nobody knew what the Son of God would be called on the earth. But Solomon knew he was coming. And he talked about how great his father is. What's the name? Knowing the name of the Son. So important in life. It's so important. The name Jesus is so important. It can transform your life. It makes demons to flee from you 
And when demons leave your life, you're free. You know, in Acts chapter uh, 10, verse 38, he said, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Your sickness is an oppression of the devil. Call it what you may. It's an oppression of the devil. If you're sick, get it into your head. Sickness is an oppression. This is Satan's work in your life. No matter what it is. If, it's, if sickness is not spiritual, how can God heal sickness? God is a spirit. How would God heal sickness without medicine? Good question. Why would God heal sickness? Because he loves us. How does he do it? Because sickness is spiritual. And he takes care of it just like that. Just like we sin. But that's why Jesus came. When you know his name, the enemy will respect you. Amen. To know Jesus' Jesus' name is to be free. Is to be totally free. Not just know of the name, but know the name and who is bearing that name. Who he is. When you know that, you cannot be harassed by the devil anymore. You're free. He'll try, but he'll always fail. Because God has assigned him to eating of dust. Amen? So when he comes, use the name and make him eat dust. Amen. Make him eat dust. Force him. Use the name. So Solomon says, do you know his name? What's his son's name? If you can tell. Let me share something with you. Some of the benefits of knowing the name of Jesus. Psalm 91. Psalm 91 verse 14. Through 16. He says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. What are you going through today that is impossible for God to deliver you? What is it? How bad is it? We're talking about the God of heaven. How bad is it? How messed up is it? That there's God said, because you have set your love upon him, he will, no doubt, he will deliver you. So your deliverance, if you set your love on Christ, your deliverance is on his way. I don't care how bad that situation is. Your deliverance, because Jesus is here, he came on Christmas Day for us. He's here with us now. He's Emmanuel, God with us. You will see deliverance. I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. On high means high above all these troubles that's on there. He leads you above them. Yes, they will attempt to get to you, but he's going to set you on high. Why? Because you know the name. What is his name? His name is Jesus. He'll set you up above all the difficulties of life. Yes, they will come. You'll go through them. But you won't live in them. When I go through the valley, I pass through the valley of the shadow of death. 
I fear no evil. You're just going through the valley. And it's all you got is shadows. They're not real. You're just going through the shadows. But you don't fear any evil. Because he's with me. He's with me. His word, his rod, and his staff, his goodness, they're with me. I have nothing to be afraid of. That's what he's saying. Because he has known my name, he said he shall call upon him, upon me. Are you calling upon him? You will. When you know his name, you call upon him. If you are not calling upon him, that's because you don't know his name. If you are calling on the name of the doctor or the name of the bank or whatever you're calling on, and you're not calling on his name, you really don't know his name and the power of his name. He shall call upon me and God guarantees this and I will answer him. He'll call upon me because he really knows my name. When he calls, I'll answer. He says, I will be with him in trouble. So when you're going through trouble and you're calling on the name of Jesus, guess who is there with you? He's right there with you. You can be in a fire. You can be in a fire. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? But guess who is there with you in the fire? He's there with you. He's there with you. You call on him. He's there. He'll be with you in trouble. But guess what he does? I will deliver him. He still deliver you. And then he'll honor you. And he says, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I believe God's word is true. See, I have no fear. I really believe nobody can kill me. When I'm ready to go home, that's when I go. No sickness, no disease. I've already told cancer, you don't know how to come into this body. You cannot. You don't know how. You don't know your way out. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. If you come in here, the Holy Ghost, you know, you shall receive the Holy Ghost and fire, right? There's fire that burns cancer it's not going to come you say well but I, I know christians that have died of cancer who do you think you are nothing this is the book i exalt amen i exalt his word and if you honor god god says i honor you amen nothing but i honor that book so i'm praying the same thing for my family amen and for you but I need you to be in agreement with me. Because the word of God will not return to God void. Never. Never. He says, I will deliver him and I will satisfy him with long life. Recently I heard, you know, somebody, it's a crazy situation. Uh, where they're talking about going back to Nigeria. And uh, I don't know the whole story. Don't even bother about it. But you get some kidnappers for me. And uh, get some uh, assassins uh, to take my life anytime I visit. And uh, my lovely wife said, You're not going back to Nigeria for the next two. <laughs> she says, You're not going back there anymore. But I haven't replied. When I tell that fellow, I said, when I, when I feel led to come, I'm coming. Because Isaiah 54 says, they shall surely gather, but not by me. 
anyone who gathers against you shall fall for your sake. I'm going to tell the guy, when I'm ready to come, I'm coming. And nobody's going to be able to touch me. No kidnapper. how, How will they find their way to me? When they come in, they'll be so confused. They'll be running for their own lives. Because they'll meet two mighty angels standing by. One is called goodness. The other one is called mercy. Amen. Does that make you special? No, that's the promise of our father. That's what Shiloh came to bring for every one of us. There are no special people in the house of God. Only those who are willing to believe what God says. If you believe, Shiloh is here. And he's your master. You no longer a slave. You belong to him. Slave to the devil. He's now yours. And you are his. And he's the number one. In the whole universe. He's here. I have a lot that I want to share with you. But I, 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 didn't, I thought I was going to be able to get through this Sunday. Now completeness Sunday. But I want you to believe God with me. Okay? This is not religion. I mean, if you want to be a religious person, that's okay. Do whatever you want. This is real for me. Amen? This is real for me. I'm not into this to try to please anybody. Okay? I have one master. This is very important to me. I believe, just like the Lord spoke to me when I went into ministry, he said, if you can get them to agree with you, from the things that I'm showing you, at the point when he was talking to me, at that point, I didn't know what I was going to be telling the people of God. God, what am I going to be preaching on? I didn't know anything. But since then, he's been showing me things. Amen? But he said, if you can get them to believe and accept and agree, I'll bless them. Amen? And I'm reminding God, that's what you tell me. Right now, I'm praying to God that you agree with what I'm sharing from the word. Because you know they are not my words. Amen? And as you agree with me, blessings will come into your life. I know that. I know what God has promised me. But I know it's not for me. But for us. As a family of God. At the ark. We're going someplace. Amen. We're going somewhere. We are going somewhere. Don't look to what's happening to you right now. I know the God that we serve. Amen. We're going somewhere. Bow your heads with me this morning. I'm going to give opportunity to those who are here. If you haven't made that peace with the Prince of Peace, and you really say, God, I want to make peace with you, and you feel that calling in your heart, like I said earlier, when you feel that desire to go to God, that's because God is already reaching out to you. Why don't you respond? Why don't you respond this morning? Reach out to him by lifting up your hand and saying, God, I'm answering your call. I can feel it. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other person that's doing that? Lift up your hands to him and say, God, I'm answering. Thank you. Thank you. Is there any other person? You guys, be sincere with your God. Stand up to your feet. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. 
And please come and join me here. You are very special to me this morning. Come and join me here. You are very special to me. And I believe to our God. Is there any other person here this morning? Come, come on. Come on. Is there any other person? But let me say this. If you are a Christian, and this is really serious, and you know you are wandering away from God. Come here, please. Thank you. You are wandering away from God. You know that in your heart. He can help you. If you are that person, God is calling you back home to himself today. Why harden your heart and make your neck stiff? According to scriptures, why don't you listen to him and come back today? He is here. If you're that person, please come up. Come and join me here. You're Christian, but things are not the way they're supposed to be. Can you come and join me here? Can you obey God? I'm waiting for you. You know you ought to be here. And something inside of you is telling you, I need to be up there. Pride goes before a fall. You don't need pride to go in your heart today. Let God deliver you. Are you there? I'm waiting for you. The Father is waiting for you. Amen. Also, I want to let you know that if you're sick in your body, God wants to heal you. Please come up here. Let's pray for you. You're sick. You're feeling pain. The spirit of darkness is bothering you. Please come over here. Okay, stand up with me. I need my prayer partners, please. Come and help me with these people. Uh, lovely children of God. And uh, God, you're a special lady to God, okay? And God is going to do a great work in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Lift up your hands to, to the Lord this morning. And welcome your Shiloh into your life. And let him know that he, you need him. You need him. And that you follow through. Because he was born. We can have life. And have life more abundantly. Release everything to the Father this morning. Above all. Make a covenant with him. This morning. Tell him. God. If you help me, I will serve you with all of my heart. Fill me with the strength to obey you and to do what is right in your sight. I know you love me. Say that to him. I know you love me. And Lord, and be bold. Tell him, Lord, I love you. And I want to do everything in my power by your grace to please you tell him that he'll hear you your words are very important he'll hear you and as you say it what you are actually doing and i'll share the scripture with you i believe in psalm 42 what you're doing is writing what you just said on your heart and he stays there for a great blessing father here we are. Here we are your people. And you've loved us. Thank you, Father, for your love. Bless your people today. And make this Christmas a special time. 
a time of closeness to our God. A time of blessing, a time of peace. A time of rejoicing. Because that's exactly what it is. God came to man. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.